0: Mm. Mm. Here we are. Here we are again. Another episode of the Runners Club podcast. We are back in the building. It is Ian Gonzalez, and I'm here with my co-host
1: Courtney Phillips. You know what it yeah. is. Remember to like, subscribe, share, comment, send us your listener letters via Runners Club
0: <laughs> seven seven three.
1: Is it? Yeah. Club 773 at gmail.com.
0: You already know. It it could be a comment.
1: If you have, if you have, um, hater thoughts, you can just DM me because then we can have a conversation. But if you have, if you have, you know, comments, um, I mean, I feel like everybody from, for the most part, if you're here, you like us, we like you too. Um, but yeah, if you have any comments or questions that you want us to address, like email us. Um, if you feel like DMing the IG 2 with a question, that works as well. Runners Club podcast on Instagram. Um, but again, like, subscribe, share this podcast. Tag Ian and I, our tags are in the show notes. Um, we always do this at the end of our podcast, but I just want to take a moment to do that right
0: now. Yeah, no, it's very Rate true. us me, too. Like- <laughs> like you said before many times like that is what is going to help us out of this struggle situation because as you see i'm just recording anywhere at any given time there's people in the background like i'm in a whole office right now that's what we're doing right now so help us grow okay and, you know and I mean? only
1: the ones who truly love us and, and and watch us on youtube understand the visual situation
0: I don't know. Karen is like trying to direct me to go somewhere else.
1: I like it. I, it's giving a vibe. I don't care if people walk behind you. You look like you're in a snug.
0: I am. I'm. Yeah. I'm ask, What's so snug?
1: Like a like a closed in closed space, like how yeah. I'm in my closet right now.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah.
1: like it's good. You sound all right, Jeremy. shout out to our, our tech guy. Um, always complaining about Ian being from it, never never having consistent audio. <laughs>
0: I never do. I never do. I be putting my man's to work. I'm so sorry. You'll Like, but, why don't
1: you just stick to one location? Let's do that. I'm not gonna lie know, though. Like, I, I be struggling too, so
0: you and like we trying to figure this out. Like, we are like our our, it out. our our recording time worked when I lived seven minutes away from the store. That's and now I live seven towns away.
1: Seven it's, towns.
0: It's a, you know, just it's, it's a little tricky. He ain't I even
1: in Cook County no more.
0: You feel me? Am I?
1: Am I in Cook County? I don't know. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Uh, Babe, say we're in Cook County.
1: Oh, okay, so yeah. yeah. The greater the greater Chicago area.
0: Yes, I'm in the greater <laughs> Chicago area, actually. But she's probably also tired of hearing me complain about <laughs> where I live. Because I also made it seem like this would not be a big deal for me. <laughs> <laughs> when we were making this decision.
1: Meanwhile, you talk about like, every day.
0: <laughs> it's actually a huge fucking deal. <laughs> it's actually what's happening. Actually, what's happening? And uh, I'm a little nervous too because she's in earshot of this podcast. Oh, uh, okay. Which she usually isn't. And you yeah, know, let yeah. her let
1: her pop on if she needs to, or maybe she needs to put some ear uh, some sound canceling uh, headphones on or <laughs> right. something. You know, yeah. Courtney, and,
0: Courtney said, if you need to come on and correct anything that I'm saying about you, feel free. <laughs> yeah. Look, she got a list of corrections that they need to make already. Already this is like, our uh, own
1: reality over here. Okay. Not everybody is included.
0: Yeah, including our partners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> including our partners. Matthew,
1: don't even <laughs> listen to it. He just be like,
0: yeah.
1: Good job, babe.
0: Yeah, Karen doesn't either. She said, I would probably get mad if I don't listen to it. Like, especially when Zindi posted about uh the cleaning stuff. No, oh,
1: no. She's like, she's she said, like Wait, yeah, what?
0: You- yeah, she was like, you probably did not mention da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, I probably did not.
1: But she should also <laughs> know that I have her back as well. Like, come on now. I'm on Karen's side.
0: Courtney has your back. She is in full support of you. Yeah. Yes. 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 So welcome to our lives. Um, <laughs> in and outside of running. <sighs> this is what we're doing here.
1: I just feel like, you know, the conversation of... Being a runner and having running be your entire life is a thing, but i the more we have conversations with runners who are like, nah like running is a it's a part of my life, it's not my entire life. I think that that is like a one and so this is the purpose of this it's like yeah there there are there are conversations that are just you know on podcasts that are just like very topic specific, but it's like. Now, i need you to see me as a whole human being so and, and i feel like we've addressed this many times but for the new listeners this is what this is why when you see that someone is being featured on our podcast and you get 10 minutes of this and then an hour after the the interview more of this for another yes. hour yeah yes. 45 60 minutes this is yes. why because this is also just like Yo, this is also two friends coming together and talking about our lives and catching up, but also being athletes, leaders in the community. And that comes with a lot. We don't just show up and run. We organize and support the community and do all of the extra things so that other runners can just like do that running thing and go home and mind their business. And that's fine. We chose this life. And and right. this is where... This is our this is our release valve, you know? Sometimes you got to release some of that air.
0: True. True. You know? I don't even honestly without this podcast I don't even know if I would still be doing all of the things in the community that I'm doing because it can be a lot. It it really, it can be like don't get me wrong, like I appreciate it. I love doing. I love every minute of it, but just know that even when you're doing the things that you love, it Requires energy to do those things, and sometimes. Right. But y'all heard this story. This is an old song we've been singing for like umpteenth episodes at <laughs> this point. But it is real, man. Like this coming here, having this space, y'all listening, y'all interacting with us on Instagram, talking about the parts that you excited about, talking about the parts that made you feel some type of way, whether it's happy, glad, sad, mad, whatever. Like those are the things that. Fill my cup and my cup is runneth over. Runneth
1: over. <laughs> literally, I got Run. energy today.
0: I see. Did you like work out this morning? Like, what's going on? Did no. you have a coffee? I is slept in. Trees? I haven't
1: ha- literally, I'm running on water right now. I haven't had time to make breakfast. I haven't made, made tea. I heated up my water and then I realized I needed to hop on. And so I forgot. It was like, fuck it. I ain't getting no coffee, no tea. I had to walk Remy. And uh, stand next to her as a, she ate because she's been not. Eat, she's been like, I need eat. she's just she's just bougie. She's a bougie ass dog. And it's our fault. And uh, the apple, man. And apple don't in fall that tree. far from the tree. <laughs> exactly. You know. And I'd be like, OK, girl, I get it. You need a plush. She, she like refuses to lay on the ground. Like she's like, where's my where's my dog bed? Ooh, I, psh, this ground <laughs> is too hard. And y'all are playing me right now. Right. so uh yeah she's just she's funny she's funny but uh we love her deeply um but yeah i'm I'm running on water and um a couple extra hours of sleep and then later i'm running a, a five mile tempo which is be it'll be my last tempo before our uh, htc
0: oh that's
1: that's that's where
0: i'm at right now this is where you're catching me okay okay also we should probably have Gloria, you and Rosalie on to talk about being run moms to your dogs.
1: Oh, (laughs) yeah, you know what I mean? But yeah, especially because it's like I just want to pick Rosalie's mind on like how like running with her dog because I love running with my dog and she's only one and a half. And so it's only going to get better with Remy. Like right now, she's already her and I we're in sync. We're in sync, (laughs) you know, but every now and then in, in mid run, she'll just stop. And then have to poop, and I'll just be like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she, right, just, right, right. and that's fine. I mean, that's, that's not a problem. Okay? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: It's it's just hilarious because then, like, I walk her before, and then I'm just like, you had time, but now you're deciding to do it now. But it feels like she's, you know, how runners go, you know, yeah, right we, that's how that, she, exactly she's yeah, she's giving the, the, the same energy, right. exactly. <laughs> and I could tell it'd be like immediate, so it, it just cracks me up. But um, yeah, I would love that.
0: Yeah, uh, a doggy love doggy love maybe maybe we'll have a pug or two guest appearance we'll see. oh my
1: god pug recovery, coach Robin, If you're listening to this i need you to come on and i need you to bring the pugs okay it'll be on youtube <laughs> it
0: yeah. will be oh my god
1: Um uh, so we have a guest today as if as if you know you didn't know i mean because we never mentioned it until you're like 10 minutes into the episode um we have a guest today but also the title probably gives it away right um, and uh, they are waiting in the waiting room. So, Ian, if it's okay let's, with let's you, pull them in. Yeah, okay, let's, cool, let's put let's them go. in. Hold, please.
0: Hold. Awesome. We back. Okay, cool. Beans. Yes, we, we got our we got, <laughs> our, we got our, we got our sp- super special guest in the <laughs> building today. I mean, like, mind y'all, like this, this is like the genesis for me. Like, this is the person. Who got me into the running space? This is the person who sat across from the table from me when I was doing my interview at Nike Running Bugtown and was like, hmm, maybe, maybe this is a decent fit. I think it was you, Katie, and um, I think it's just y'all two, actually. Um, and it was like, it was, it was really fun. I did a joint interview with uh with Tia, um, who came on the same time as me, and she gave me my shot at Nike and the story. Has going on from there? This is Miss Gabby Perez.
2: Hi, good morning.
0: Good morning, good morning. Like you're the first guest, where I feel like we need a sound button for an audience, like a round of applause.
2: <laughs> <There>. <laughs> it's, 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 thank you so much. I I apologize for in, in advance there's noise background, but I'm not in my stompy grad, so uh, we'll be fine. I'm sure
0: we will make not it yet.
1: work. Thank you for joining us.
2: Yeah, of
0: course. Um, so, yeah. so, like, uh, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like super excited to have you uh, <laughs> because you are you are a big, important part to my running journey. Um, I kind of want to start off where uh, where I met you because even though I met you at Nike, you have not been. You're back with Nike now. We'll get to that. But you have gone into Nike, out of Nike, back into Nike. I want to spend some time on. What got you to running? Because like this is also a 27 time Chicago Marathon runner.
2: Yeah. Knock on wood. Okay. It all like works out. But yes.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. feel me. There we go. There we go. So when I where were you in in Nike when I, I, I first met you?
2: Yeah, so that's kind of going a little bit backwards with my journey. But um, so I ended up at Nike running Bucktown in 2015 originally. I think you came on in 2017 or 2016, if I remember correctly.
0: I believe, yeah, yeah. 20, I think it was 16, 2016. Because I ran 2017.
2: Yeah, so um, yeah, I ended up at Nike running Bucktown back after I had worked in education as a um, school administrator for four and a half years. So. I worked for a nonprofit organization that was running a charter school network called the UNO Charter School Network um, from 2011 to 2015, respectively. Um, And then the opportunity kind of rose from there. I was looking for new work and had really missed being in the running specialty environment. Prior to my time at the schools, I was at Fleet Feet Sports um, so I was at Fleet Feet as a apparel buyer and also visual merchandising manager for uh, five and a half years. Um, and then the recession hit. And then it was, you know, I was looking at 2010. Uh, it was a rough time for everybody. And I think, you know, it was just a lot of uh, not as many employment opportunities as I had hoped there would be within like the running kind of like business. Um, and and a this, this opportunity to work at schools presented itself and like everybody else, like we need to make ends meet and figure it out. So I was like, I have nothing to do with schools and I'm going to just see what I can do. And I was director of operations there for, um, for the time I was there, but my background background with Nike really began in 95. So I was working at Nike town, Chicago from 95 to 2002 um, I started as a cashier, which was kind of like the lowest end of the retail spectrum there at the time. Um, and then I worked in customer service. So doing a lot of returns, working with comp athletes, um, that was pretty cool. And then I eventually became a salesperson, which was kind of like the coveted role at the time, because we we worked on straight commission and it was the number one right. tourist attraction in the city of Chicago at the time. So uh, I became a salesperson and after a year, um, Nike Retail had this program called the um, Specialist Program. So basically, you could specialize in any category of sport that you wanted. So um, that was in 1999, and I was the first running specialist in all of the fleet. At the time, they only had nine Nike towns in the country. so um, What?
0: Yeah it, and, uh,
2: yeah, it was the first one. You um, were the first
0: one?
2: Yeah, I was the first one. And so like, I take a lot of pride in that. But in addition to that was kind of like the beginning of – run club and run club before there was like nike run club um and nrc we had the nike town run club which is literally like maybe 12 to 15 runners on a good week we would got maybe 30 runners every thursday night we would meet up at 6 30 and go run down uh the lakefront either three to five miles and come back and have bagels and fruit and um really started to kind of see the kind of like really coolness of the being able that camaraderie between like runners and us trying to accomplish the same goals, whether it's like fitness or, you know, just kind of like needing a, an outlet um, or, you know, being like a, a person that was racing. I had one person on a run club that was um at the time she was studying neuro neuroscience on infants at the university of Chicago. She was also like a really fast runner and a model so Whoa. she was like a full package person so we had every spectrum of athlete from them all the way down to like we had this couple that was like in retirement that they were like walkers uh so it's kind of cool to see that and be a part of that the start of that in uh the mid late 90s um but yeah so that's kind of like my nike journey so with that being said this is uh, these are my views and not those of my employer, just so that you guys are aware. But, um, but Nike is always a kind of like a, an underlying uh, theme that's within my like running career, which I'm really fortunate and just really happy about. It. So I love uh, that for you. Yeah. So it's, it's been great. And uh, being back as an Eakin after 26 years of like really looking at this role, really wanting to like be able to do something with it. Um, and now that it it's sort of like this really interesting time, because, um, as we know, running, we're going through like another running boom right now, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, definitely.
2: Yeah. Um, to be a part of that and then to also be like the performance running Econ for one of the major like cities that hosts a major marathon, um, is, is really just like it's just so humbling. Like, I just feel like, Oh my God, like, I can't really believe that it's happened. Um, and it's taken so long, but I feel like it, I feel like it was like perfect timing and the perfect role to, to kind of like finally like happen. So it's, it's all sort of coming yeah. together. Do you, so, yeah,
1: well, I sorry, mean, so, sorry.
2: cause you're talking about your
1: work. So I'm curious, like you are an ekin full-time, you do nothing. You like you do that and you run yourself. Like that's your full-time yes. work. Okay. So that is my
2: full time work all day, every day. I breathe, run, I breathe, sleep, eat, running, which is yes. like, I couldn't ask for anything more. So, true
0: that. that, true that. Because t- t- I love, first of all, I love the name Pre because I know like Pre Fontaine is like completely in the ethos of what Nike is, who Nike is. Um, can you tell us uh, what what are some of your roles as a performance running Egan for Nike?
2: Yeah, so my role is to really support um, RSG doors. So like not, you know, we're not supporting the bigger doors of like exporting goods. Um, We're really trying to reconnect again with the running community and do it at the ground, like grassroots ground level. And the best way to sort of do that is to connect with our smaller running specialty doors that are small business owners. Um, and also, you know, they're the ones doing the 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 work of like on the product side. But then there's the other side of it too, that is um, the running crew sort of boom that we are we're in the middle of right now, is to really be a part of those communities because they're really one. In my opinion, they're the ones shaping the the kind of landscape of running and where it's sort of going. Right, um, right, right. And um, so they're sort of leading the way, whereas I think historically, having come from like, you know, one of the biggest, if not one of the, you know, (laughs) biggest running specialty um, companies in the country, but also like they were kind of like the head of the company at some, at one point, Dave Zimmer and and his crew over at Fleet Feet. Um, they were like the best of the de- best in like running specialty and we're, we're seeing now that there are other options and other shops that are independent such as Last Lap which you know we take a lot of pride hey. in but uh, <laughs> but one of the things that I for myself that I think is a really important piece is that as an Aiken we all sort of get to define kind of like make our mark in a certain way right. not only from um, the Nike side, but also from like the community side. Um, and I think more so now than ever before, it's, it's really critical that we make those connections and um, connecting with people. Because really that's what the sport is about, is about connecting people with common goals or common mindset, but also like to celebrate differences, diversity, uh, and just kind of elevate everybody's kind of uniqueness in their own sort of way. Um, and to be able to do that through the sport of running is kind of what the role of like the performance running econ entails uh, but also define it as my own so like for me personally it's really important that um, south side running uh really comes to light and that we really find our place um and really
0: give yes.
2: give the south side and specifically because i'm from south chicago which is has probably some of the best running places in the city that people don't even realize,
1: um, yeah.
2: open it's unknown. Uh, but it's kind of like, for me, I grew up there. I live there now. I train there. I love it there. Uh, it's just kind of bringing that to light, um, and being able to give again, a voice and visibility to kind of like the South side, South end of the city community.
1: Love that.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. i like, okay, we're done. We're done with the Nike portion. This is not a Nike episode. We good. I just want I, I just want people to know they like, need to know, yeah. They need to know that you are swoosh gang because like that's for me. I feel like there's so like, yeah, you connected to me, you connected to Aaron and a few other people who worked at Bucktown. Um, and now are in the running community and leading the running community now here in Chicago. But like this like Gabby is just connected to just so many different people because she's been in the running space for mm-hmm. for so long, participating mm-hmm. and constantly pushing and elevating, not just being like a placeholder, but a mover in the running space here in Chicago. So I feel like now we can kind of like Gabby is the priest, she's a former running Ekin, but now like who is Gabby the runner? Like, where well, did we start? Like, how did can you I think just that? Go add, ahead, Gordon. I
1: just want to add just before we get move on you. is that like, I I think in, to add to what Ian is saying too is that you're showing people because we've had conversations in the past where we've talked about, you know, is it possible to have a career in running? What does that look like? What are the possibilities? And so you're an example of like the longevity of the opportunities and possibilities that could happen if you just stick to it. And so, yeah. I mean, that's part of, you know, you're, you're an amazing runner, but you're also inspiring people like Ian and I to be like, okay, like we, we, we really care about running as well. And we are creating careers out of it as well. And who knows where it will take us, but you're showing us that it's possible, you know? Um, so I just really appreciate that.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's really cool to be in this. I, I mean, if you would to ask me 26, 27 years ago, if this would be my life, I'd be like, what? Like, no way. Like, you know, you don't even, even okay. wasn't even something that I could have even fathomed. Um, but yeah, it, it's really great um, to be able, and also to see how, how the running industry is growing and really there's a place for everybody in, within mm-hmm. that, like yeah. from a creative standpoint, from a sales standpoint, from a small business standpoint, like, there's so many avenues to be able to take your career within like running and it's just, it's growing. And so like those opportunities will continue to even be more and more and more, which is really great.
1: Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that, I love that. Okay, so how how did you find running? Did running find you? Did you find running? Was it something that your parents was like, hey, you need you need something to do, you need a sport? Like where, where does Gabby <laughs> start? Where does the runner Gabby start?
2: You know, I really like to say it started with my fitness journey. Um, So I, mm-hmm. if I grew up in small business. My father was a baker. My mother was a grocer. We had a successful business in South Chicago for 25 years. So that's really the core of who I am and where I come from is like a really that's strong to them. small business owners, immigrants that came from Mexico, um, my father at the same time was also a steel worker at U.S. Steel for 36 years. So he was a crane operator and he also baked bread. So he did shift work and he baked bread when he wasn't working. So it
0: wait, hold on, that's, it's giving
1: that's, the energy that you have in
0: <laughs> <is it?
1: laughs> father and has all the things that, you know what I mean? When I first met you and you're like, I work on the railroad and I'm a runner and I'm you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm saying synergy.
0: Oh, that's yeah, right. I love it. So is Is, this the, is this the old steel factory that where Steelworkers Park is now?
2: That's correct.
1: Wow. That's fire. That's
0: amazing. Yeah.
2: So I get to, you know, I'm very lucky I get to train where my father worked. Um, And so that is why, um, if you hadn't seen me out and about in like groups and like um, out with the crews and stuff, that's why, because it's just, it's a really personal connection for me from a training standpoint. Mm. Uh, But going back to like the original, we'll get back to that later, but going back to the original story. So I grew up in a grocery store. Um, we did live across the street from the park district. So my sister, my oldest sister was a gymnast. So when I'm the youngest of four, all I ever wanted to do was to be like my sister, right? Like when you're a little kid, like you just want to be like your siblings. And if you're the youngest one, you want to do whatever they're doing because it seems so cool. Right. Right. Um. So I would basically just like follow my sister around and just like, we do gymnastics at the park district, literally across the street from our store. So that was literally the only athletic programming that kind of existed was whatever was at the park district. Um, there was yeah, no- the
0: park district here in Chicago had made a huge impact in, ch- in, in our childhood.
2: That's exactly right. And so at the time, there was no cross country. There was no like running at the time. So it was just that. Um, so later, running came later. So you grew up in a store, in a bakery. It's basically a candy store, like- and you have to go there after school every day. And before school every day, you're working with your parents in the store. So at one point, like it's unlimited, like unlimited food, unlimited pastries, unlimited chips, unlimited soda. Like
0: <laughs> Tart, I, uh...
2: <laughs> imagine it was just like not the best diet to grow up with. And um, so when I was 15, I actually was um, 176 pounds. I was um on my way to being obese as I was told by my doctor Mm. and I remember sitting in the store it was just a moment like this is just how it happens it was a moment I was sitting in the store it was a Sunday afternoon nobody was in the store I was just kind of sitting there reading reading like a fitness magazine and I could hear my labored breathing Mm. Just just sitting there and I'm like I can hear myself breathing like that's like one of those moments where as a teenage kid, you don't really like experience that too much. I don't think like where you have this like self-realization, but I had this self-realization and I was just like, this can't be good for me. Like what I didn't even have any real knowledge of like fitness, health, well being. like this just wasn't in my, like in my life at the time. Um, and so from that moment on, I was like, Nope, I'm going to, I have to drop weight. I have to take better care of myself. I have to be at a place where I'm not hearing myself breathing. And so the entire summer from my sophomore year to junior year, I didn't go out the entire summer. I like was on a routine, very regimented food, worked out every day at six from six to 8 p.m. and then worked at my parents' door like every day. So what did
1: you do? You Sorry, went. I don't, I, don't mean, I need to know. I'm like, what What was the regimen? Like
2: when you worked just, out, what was happening? So, um, so it was, I'm not going to say that this was a healthy way to do it. Cause it wasn't, I, I, I mean, we right all up. have these moments, but it was the first introduction. So we. I would have like cereal, orange juice in the morning. I was it, dry cereal and a cup of orange juice lunch. I would have like a sandwich and a cup of orange juice. And then my dinner was the same thing. Another type of sandwich and orange juice. And that was it. That was like all I was eating. And then I was drinking like a wow. lot of, like fluids
0: and my this and this is when you were a sophomore going into your junior year
2: yeah so you're you like drinking?
0: 16 17 years old
2: six i was 15 yeah Jeez. Wow. so that was it that was all i was eating and i was on this very strict diet and there was all this temptation around me like i didn't change my environment i was in my parents stores sitting with like candy bars behind me that it would just like eat all day long. And I was, I don't know what it was, but it was like, I was so disciplined about it. Cause I was so determined to like, like drop this weight yeah, and be at a healthier place. My workout was 60 minutes at the easiest level on my bike on a stationary mm-hmm. bike for cardio. And then the last hour was just like, weight free weights, like really mm-hmm. five pound dumbbell, like weights. That was pretty much it. Like it was just, that was exactly what I did every single day. Right.
0: Uh, and, the, and and the rest was that teenage metabolism just like fighting, going to running work up. right yeah.
2: back Good in the you. day right? it's just like and i lost um i lost 40 pounds over the summer wow. so over three months span i mean it was i lost the first 20 pounds like in the first month which was really bizarre mm-hmm. um and then i went back to school and then like you know, your life is very different when you come from being like, especially when you're a teenager, right? Like it's such a interesting time. Um, So here I was this unhealthy person when I left school and as sophomore and then came in and I was like this thinner person, but also along with that came some depression because Mm -hmm. the realization of how people treat you based on how you look Mm -hmm. was like really, really evident. And, you know, when you're a teenager and you're growing up and you're trying to figure out who you are and where your sort of space is and, you know, you're trying to also fit in with like your friends and that sort of thing. Luckily, I didn't really have that. I was kind of an oddball out. I was <laughs> like what, what you guys would now call like emo, but back in high school, I was kind of <laughs> like that. I was very much like I'd an artist, artist, creative person, like, didn't really do the popular thing or anything like that. And, um, just kind of like stayed to myself, and my own sort of like small group of friends, but yeah, it was, uh, it but was then when a- you
0: went, when you went back to school, though, like you said, you had like this new found attention based off the, the drastic change in the way you look and stuff. Like I'm, I'm thinking, cause you know, I mean, as children, we also superficial that, that, that would have like kind of boosted you up, but you're saying that like, that kind of like brought you down.
2: Yeah, because I think like you really get to see people, right? Like you, you really see true colors of people and um, like suddenly people that like would have never talked to me suddenly like wanted to talk to me and then the attention from the boys and that was a whole nother thing because I was just like... It's wild. Yeah, it's, it's a really interesting sort of
1: and to be like a junior like cuz that's right. like cuz it's sophomore uh freshman yeah one of it's a freshman sophomore i don't i've been so long since i've been in school but um yeah when you're a junior it's like that's when people really start kind of de- like i guess like the sexualization of
0: dating all that all yeah. that
1: stuff is just it's very much more in your face so i can only imagine like you come back as a new you and everybody's like who's who is Gabby? What is this Gabby from last year? Okay, this yeah. hey, is like, uh-uh, you fake. Yeah. My
2: face. <laughs> That's exactly right. And um, and so I think, you know, there's just a lot of like, and, and I think, you know, you're hormonal too as you're growing yeah. up. So it's like you, that hypersensitivity is there too. You know, so it was kind of like a really sort of, it was a fun experience. And at the same time, it was sort of this like very realization of like people and how, um, we treat each other based on like how we look. And, um, and so the realization that was a little bit tough, but I mean, I got through it just cause I have two older sisters. They also had their own sort of fitness journeys. My oldest sister struggled with anorexia at one point, And then actually I did at one point as well. So wow. weight and like, uh, self-body image has kind of always been present in my life as long as I can sort of remember um but I think the great thing this is kind of going into now where we're seeing um every type of body type and every type of like uniqueness in people celebrated. I'm like this is awesome it's such a great sort of feeling to be like it's very liberating um yeah as opposed yeah. to like who I, you know that girl when I was like 15 16 years old you know
1: yeah, it's definitely a, a the, the 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 moment the time of today where it's like I feel like millennials like Ian and I's age still kind of grew up in the era where like you had to be skinny and you had to like it was it like we didn't we didn't see people of all shapes and sizes advertised to us so like it it's even still kind of like as much as we are a part of it because we're still like younger. It, we're st- it's like our, in the 90s, early 2000s, like we were still getting the same messaging of right. like you had to look a certain way. Otherwise right. you just weren't accepted in society the same.
2: Yeah, that's all exactly right. right. Um, so that's sort of where my fitness journey started. And then I actually started running probably the year after that on my own. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm fit now and I've lost all this weight. And then I went out to the track and I couldn't even run a quarter mile around the track. this was already after i had already dropped so the realization of like am i really in shape like probably not so like i basically just like dropped the weight so then it was like all right i'm going to start to run and then um the summer of my junior year started to run a little more but i never like raced or anything like that you know when i was in high school i didn't really even know much about it um and and but
0: shoes do you remember what shoes you were running in good question
2: I was running in hirachis. I think like, I I will say this. I did the first running shoes I got were a pair of Asics. Okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. Just like in the magazines, just what I saw. Like I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And then I think slowly after that, I think I saw, it was like a Nike commercial. And I want to say, I can't remember which one it was, but I just like saw it. And then I remember seeing a print ad of like hirachis. And I was like, okay, like, maybe I'll try these shoes. And then that was like my first kind of like Nike shoe. Um, right, right.
0: But that's what right the, when they dropped, like, because that was around the time they first dropped. Like they was like technologically advanced, you oh, know, like yeah. that was the shoe.
2: That's exactly right. Yeah. So, um, so I remember that very, very vividly. And um, buying my first pair of Nikes at, at, a, oh my God, I think later it was called sports authority but it was called something else before that it was like a big sporting goods store from like the I, early night i
0: remember sports authority i think the last one was on ohio and uh that's
2: right
0: uh was that freaking Lasalle or something
2: yeah but i think before that it was called like sports mart or something like that it, it had a different name okay um, but yeah so that was kind of like where i started to run but then i graduated high school started college i was working at what used to be called Record Town or Coconuts. It was like a CD store.
0: Oh, I remember that.
2: That was my first retail job, like outside of my family's store. And uh, I was working there and then I started college. So I was downtown for Columbia College. I was a fashion major. Um, and then I- also oh, so
0: we alumni together? I didn't know that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I- okay. So I started working at Nike Town my freshman year in college. I remember I had walked in there for the first time and I, I was just like in awe. Like you walk into this environment and cause like the vestibule, there used to be this vestibule and you could hear like a tennis ball going back and forth. And then it was just like this vestibule. That was like celebrating like tennis. And then you would walk in
0: the Serena sisters. I mean, the William sisters was probably
2: not even no, this was way before then. we're talking about, really? yeah, it was 90, 94, 94. Before. Um, but that was my first trip to Nike Town. And then I went in there to specifically buy a pair of Air Maxes because now it was like Air Max, right? It was like the big thing. Um, and I walked into Town Square and I was just like, in all, you just like it's just like Nike land. Like it was just so such a great environment. And I was like, I really want to work here. Um, but Nike I Town it
0: bought- was crazy when it first opened up.
2: Yes, it was.
0: Nike Town was wild. Like we never seen nothing like that. And so Nike Town is what's now called nike chicago right downtown and but nike town like their first rendition of it like that was like that was like next level shopping right there.
2: that's exactly right that's exactly right so i i was like i want to be in this environment because it's like the best of the best right in sports in athletics like i just leave, love being in that environment um but i remember i first purchased my first pair of nike like serious running shoes the air max um And then I, um, my, the first person that sold me my pair of shoes, his name was Jim Liddy. Um, So it was a really cool guy that like sold me my shoes. I never forgot his name. Yeah. Um, And then I ended up working for him or with him. Um, I was hired for, in 1995 um, as a cashier while I was in college. So. Did you just
1: ask, like, or did he present the opportunity to you? Um, how did no, that
2: I asked. I actually went, like, when I paid for my shoes, I was like, can I fill out an application? They're like, yeah, you have to go up to the fifth floor. You just fill it out at customer service. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was like, all right. I mean, I didn't really think anything of it. I was already working somewhere. So I was just kind of like, maybe I'll get lucky. Yeah. And they called me back. And um, the person that hired me, his name was Mike Donahue. And he just retired from Nike, I think a year ago. He was with Nike for like 35 years.
0: Wow. Shouts um, shout out to Mike. Mike Donahue. Mike
2: Donahue. yeah. And so they he gave me that opportunity to be a cashier. And then from there, the rest is history. I um this kind of goes it segues into like my marathon story, but in 95, so it started in May of 95, I went to the first Chicago my first Chicago marathon to like spectate. It that's that October of ninety five, but back then the field was only like fourteen thousand runners, and then there was after the wow. runners, t- after the runners took off at eight a.m., there was a five k that took off at eight thirty, like right after the runners. Wow. So,
0: okay.
2: So, me and like four other team members or five of us like decided to run together this five k after the marathon. Let me. And- and I was. You didn't even like,
0: have to like register. You just decided to join when you.
2: No, well, yeah, we registered like that weekend uh, or something it was, okay. you know? You could,
0: yeah, this was a, I remember you telling this, sir, because this was like when you could sign up for Chicago like a day before. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, my God. Weekend. Yeah. So, and I think we registered for that 5K like I think the day before. Like we all went together to like turn in our paper application and like get our number or whatever but so we ended up doing this 5k and i thought like this is the coolest thing i have ever seen in my like i had never seen fourteen thousand people all at once doing anything like it was just kind of my first big like sporting moment and so i was like i want to come back next year and run the marathon and then the next thing i knew next 1996 I, i ran my first chicago so did you train what did that look like so yeah so I went, re- so this is the thing about working in Nike town is like, it's a very inspiring in- environment. A lot of runners were working there at the time. Um, and I remember, I mean, here's me like this, like 18, 19 year old kid. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And there there was no, like, this wasn't in my pocket for me to like find
1: something. You know, <laughs> yeah.
2: Internet was like dial up, AOL, psh, like the little thing. You would have to the modem. You remember, and, we used to be in the yeah. chat.
0: The, the net zero, you feel me?
2: Yes. And so it wasn't as accessible to get like a training program. I, 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 all I did was I asked, I bothered literally every runner that worked on staff to ask questions. I just Mm -hmm. was like, all right, I want to do the marathon. What do I do? You know, I was asking constant questions and there was somebody that had ran the marathon already. Her name was Patricia at the time. And I would get on her nerves. Like, I know for a fact, like, she found me so annoying because I was just, like, always asking her questions. And finally, one day she was like, look, you just need to run six miles every day and then you do a long run and then you take a day off. That's literally all you have to do. What?
1: Yeah, see, Ian brought this up in a different conversation. I said, six miles
2: every day? Okay. And what was the long run? Every time you say it, I... so the long run was, I was just like, all right. So I I just started like to that summer to like I built up to run like 30 miles a week, like basically just like six, five and a half to six a day. Oh my gosh. Um, and I think it took me a f- couple months to get to that. And then and then I started long runs. Like I think I was, it was like July. Like I was really late to the party with the long runs. Um but oh, my long long, or the long runs, yeah. So I think I started with like 10 miles, 11, and then like, 12, you know, every week I would just do like one mile more. And I think yeah. the longest run I did was 16 and a half. I mean, that's not too far what? off. That's
1: not too far. I mean, it's like, that's only nah, about... No, that's
0: a whole nother race, fam. No, well,
1: that's like what she's already doing, like almost six miles every day. So it's like in the, like, the longest run that you're doing was it was 16. I mean, some people only do 18 yeah or twenty. so like that's not too, too far off. yeah. and I just I, want I, to know how your body was feeling because running six horrible. miles every
2: day. Well, no, I felt great because I actually had dropped a bunch of weight, okay uh, but and and was, I mean, a lot of stretching. like that was the good thing that came out of like growing up as with a gymnast is like stretching, stretching, stretching. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did a lot of stretching. but um, my longest run, so when I ran my first sixteen and a half, I came back and I I remember so vividly like my skin hurt because I had never been in motion for so long like and I like laid on the I drank an entire carton of orange juice and I like passed out on my living room floor like I Oh my god. I don't even remember how like it happened or why I just like literally just like passed out. It Was just wow. sleeping
0: um yeah. it's no hard as hell in the living room.
2: I also With want to shout
0: out, right?
1: Week. And that's exactly it. I'm like, I want to shout out the fact that, like, I think there was just an era where, like, orange juice was like the thing to drink, and it was like the most healthy thing.
2: Yep, yep, that's exactly right. I and love so, it. I love it. It was my drink, the orange juice. Yes. But, um, but yeah, and then, yeah. So then, fast forward to Marathon Sunday it was October 22nd, and back then the marathon was like later in the month. I think they changed that in
1: like 90, 98 or October 27th.
2: Wow. Yeah. Was it cold? Oh, 22nd. Okay. So was um, it was, cold? It was cold. It was like 50 degrees or something. It was like 40, 50 degrees. Can you
0: know? we normalize that? Yeah, mm. right. I feel like, like most runners we? are like,
2: can we put that back in place? Because it's too right. hot. Like global warming 15. has the beginning of October hot. Yeah, That is exact. I say that every year. I'm like, why can't we make this later in the month again? Like this used to be so yeah. much like, more comfortable but you know it is what it is come uh,
0: on carrie come on holly like y'all like y'all in from the source here yeah like, let's go
1: we know we know their president and ceo so it's like Ka- carrie yeah. pinkowski oh yeah Hope you're carrie. listening
2: <laughs> yeah um those were the days but it was so much fun and um you know i did my first chicago and it, i struggled so i mean my first my first chicago was five ten and it was just like the longest run because back then you used to come over the the 31st street bridge on Lakeshore Drive but then you would have to go south on the lakefront path again like you know you you're what? like wait what say that again so the the race would come down 31st street from west and then you would and run all the way to the lakefront for the overpass on 31st
1: and got it. south
2: go south some more and you're like I can already see the skyline like I have to go south and, and then come, right. back. And I come back and it come back it just felt like it was so long that last piece and my calf was just like killing me I was like oh my god and the thing about when you run I think when you're really young running as a teenager like a 18 19 year old kid like the the idea or the thought that I might not finish never occurred to me until race morning <laughs> mm. <laughs>
1: you're like
2: i got it it's fine
0: right you determination
2: yeah terrified. nothing I was, will happen i was totally terrified because i'm like i'm by myself like where you know if i don't finish with my family find me like you know like all of like i went into this like panic before because like, you've run
0: it all across chicago <laughs>
2: Yeah. So I was just like, I had no idea what I was really in for. Honestly, like I, you can't wrap your mind around it when you don't have like internet and you're not constantly like, you know, researching and looking at stuff. So it was very different. So did you,
0: did you like run with like some coins in your pocket just in case you need to use a payphone?
2: (laughs) I do. I actually always carry a five or a 10 with me in case, just in case.
0: I love it. I love it. Amazing. So let me ask you a question. Do you remember when they made the switch to the route where it came down 35th Street and then up Indiana? Do you know, do you remember when?
2: I'm to say it was like 99, like early 2000-ish. Yeah, that was... No, 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 I take that back. You mean, oh, going into like this over Bronzeville area, right? Is what you're yeah. asking? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I want to say that it was probably like 2008, 2009
1: that's recent ish
2: yeah
0: how many how many if you can remember or just guess to me how many versions of the route have you run at this point
1: also just before you answer in my mind what i need to see i feel like we need a visual of like someone taking all the maps of the chicago marathon and flipping them out until like present day so that you can actually see how it has moved across the city that needs to happen
2: I I think that's an excellent idea. We should. I'm actually going to pitch that to my group and see what. Please do. Um, but there was. I mean, I remember there. I don't know. There had to have been at least six versions, seven in 27 years.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah, because there was one point when you used to run down Lakeshore Drive for like a minute uh, for the the last part. You would come up. Sounds though. Yeah, you would come up alongside, like, on the west side of the street where Soldier Field is, and you would come up that that overpass and then go straight down, like, Columbus to finish.
1: I mean, that was, like, the oh. best. Oh, that's kind of cool. And then you go
2: straight down to the park. Yeah. That's
0: cool. So they would skip like, Mount Roosevelt.
2: Yeah. So <laughs> right. Like, straight away. And then, then the other cool part is, like, you actually used to run through the tunnel at McCormick Place on the east side of the street. So yeah. you would... Yeah, and it was so cool I remember that course and then you would just scooch over on 18th and then come up that ramp and then just go straight down and it was so great I actually was my favorite course um because it was like a straightaway like once you saw like once you got to the top of that over you know the, the teeny hill you were just like Brr. just like Florida and you're just like oh my god I'm so done but like with Roosevelt, like you come up this giant hill, and then it's like that's still that turn seems so long.
0: <laughs> oh my yeah. god, like because it is a straight away, it's just straight away from like um let me see, let me see 22nd. I want to say like 26th or something like that. Like Gosh. it's just all the way down and stuff like that to Roosevelt, you just yeah. moving straight down there, but then it's like you get to this point where there's like these big ass fans or like just some kind of robe, like you cannot go straight anymore. <laughs> And then you turn that corner and it's just the wall of all walls that yeah. i Like that is. Yeah, it's terrible. psychologically a lot. <laughs>
1: it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's it's tough. They want to give you something to talk about afterwards. Yeah. It's like oh, it's because Chicago is so flat. Chicago. They're like, well, we're going to end it with a hill. OK, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah.
0: Um, I love that. I love that. So at what point do you feel like, when did you elevate? When did you elevate from this kind of like uh, um, this, you know, kind of like ignorant, immature version of training um, to kind of like where we are now? Or even if there was a precursor to where we are now for a training standard for the Chicago Marathon, what, what, at what point did you elevate your training to a more structured, standard, healthy way of training?
2: I, mean, I want to say, um, like 99, 2000, I think was really the time that I just kind of, I mean, obviously through from 96 to like 2000, you know, I gained a lot more knowledge. I was, you know, obviously with, with the company longer, I had met more people through like the Chicago Area Runners Association. Um, and then starting the run club, I was running with people that were like you know, super experienced and uh, had run a number of different marathons so that these, you know, then now I started taking sort of like more of like, okay, how do I do this in a more structured way, in a way that, um, gives me a better build, but also helps me to kind of better my pace, run a little bit faster, So I want to say it was like really like 99, 2000. I ran my fastest Chicago 99 in 2000 or in 412. And after that, I could, I could never run under 412. I tried so hard. um, And was was that your
1: best? So are you saying that also was like your best training season? Yeah, because,
2: and at the time I was actually training with my brother. So I got him into running Chicago after he ran his first 5k after, you know, my race. And then from nine. till he ran seven Chicago's with me. Um, so he was no. my training partner for us, so, but also it's like, right. It's like that mentality of like having a partner that you're like, both help helping each other kind of elevate and like level up your running. Mm-hmm. Um, so that yeah. kind of was a really big piece of like, why, you know, I, I was like a little bit more competitive and I wanted to get better. I wanted to get faster. I wanted to get stronger and healthier. Mm -hmm. Uh, but through the years, I think it's, you know, it's like everything else in your life. Like you have these like ups and these downs and these setbacks. And then like, you know, you have that moment. I I don't know if it's like instinct, but it's like that moment that you just know it's time to like, you know, it's like an instinct where it's just like, it snaps in your head and you're like, go, you know, you just like, go just life and running in general. And I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday at um, the Venados run. And, um, and we were talking a little bit about career and, and they're pretty new to running. And I said, I, they were like, you know, I, I want to do something else for my like, career. Like this running has really see, helped me seeing other things. And I'm like, well, this is the part of running that's the experience. Is It helps, it spills into every other area of your life of like seeing what's possible. So like when you start to run more and you're seeing your progress, you really look at, take a step back and you like, look at your life and you're like, if I'm doing this in this area of my life, where else can I do this to? Like, maybe I can, maybe I can have a different career. Maybe I can, um, you know, work towards a different goal in a different area of my life. And so, you know, my, uh, it brought me like just a lot of like happiness to hear this person say that because Mm -hmm. I've been watching them sort of progress along. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you can do anything you want. And I mean, the worst thing that could happen is that you can fail, but like, Mm -hmm. so what, you know, like you, you have to learn. Ah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love that. So, okay. You ran did it, was it 27 marathons?
2: Is that 26 right? Chicago's 20, I guess 29 total? But so where else have you?
0: But ran? who's counting? You better not who's say that. Who's I'm counting? almost at
2: 30, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: But wait, 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 wait. I'm I'm sorry, Courtney. You've run 20 to what 29, 30 marathons. You've run ultras as well. Yeah, I want to know the whole
1: well. gamut. I want to know when, yeah, where.
0: Run us down. Run it down. I let's need, go.
2: I need the cities. Yeah. So I've mostly run in Chicago or the Midwest, to be really honest with you. But Chicago, I've done 26. Um, I did one marath- extra marathon in 99 called, um, or 98, called the Lake County Marathon. It was up in Zion, Illinois. Oh. Uh, they don't have that race anymore. But we used to have a local um, Olympic, at the time, in the 90s, uh, a local Olympic trial um marathon qualifier her name was jenny spangler so they would call the the merit. she was from zion illinois so they called it the jenny spangler marathon so it was 99 98 99 but that race was really cool because it was a 10k a half marathon and a full and you would just like peel off when it was like your mile marker it was
0: right right that's cool that's dope
2: It was fun, but it's a really hilly, it's, I mean, for Chicago area, it's, it's a hilly course. Um, it's really challenging. It's hard. Um, but I did that one and then, um, I didn't, well, I've done an Ironman. So that I guess is on too, but the full Ironman.
0: Yeah, 140.6. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she didn't say a triathlon, because that's what you think, is she said. But there's many different versions of a triathlon. She did the Ironman.
1: The Ironman. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, like, ultimate goals for me. Can I just ask you, I mean, you know, how... what. How old were you when you did your Ironman? That's all I really care about. Cause I have, I have, I want to do one. And I just, want, I just want to also like say, cause you're inspiring me, but I just hope you're also, you're also inspiring so many other women. So, and I just want to get to that point as well. So, where were you at?
2: So, um, I had made a goal for myself, um, in my 30s that I wanted to run, run, do a full 140.6. Yeah triathlon. I will say it was an Ironman brand. There was, there's another company called Rev3 that does the same as well, okay. but it was still 140.6. Um, but I did, so I was like, I have to run one before I turn 40. And then I was staring down 39. <laughs> oh my God. And I was, um, so I gold myself to run September, um, before my, and I turned 40 in October. My birthday's in October. Okay. So, I was like, all right, I have to, I have like literally like this year to do it. I have it has to happen. And I um yeah, and I did it when I turned 39. So, or thir- wow. when I before I turned 40. So, like weeks before.
1: Wow, okay. That's amazing. I cuz I mean, there's like I think the myth with athleticism that we talk about a lot, we kind of touch on without directly talking about it, is that like you can get you can do a lot within running through your ages. And mm-hmm. it's like, and it's actually really amazing to see how women continue to excel, um, the older that they get. I think that there's something really amazing about just, yeah. Women's ability to actually like get better. Like a lot of people are like some women, yeah. they get even better in their thirties. So, um, yeah. I love that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I've done, um, 50 milers as well. We mentioned that, um, Yeah. But I think the other piece, too, is like when I did Chicago for the first time, I think the reason why I keep doing it every year and people are always like, you know, there's there are other marathons besides Chicago. But I'm like, I really love my city. It's cool. But at sure. the same time, that that first marathon I ran was the first time I ever heard my mother say the words, I'm proud of you and like mm-hmm. cry. Mm-hmm. And I think oh my God, I think mm-hmm. you want to recreate that moment for yourself as mm-hmm. much as you life and i think that that's part of the reason why i always come back
1: yeah
2: but the 50 miler the other reason why i ran was because of my mother so my mother was very sick in early 2007 she um she went into the hospital with a pneumonia and she ended up with endocarditis which is a blood infection and then um it affected one of the valves in her heart Mm -hmm. she was very very sick she was near dying she had exposure to tuberculosis at the same time when she was at the hospital she was hospitalized for months um and she was very very sick and i I don't know how she survived it like she was was so close to seizing so many times because she just had fevers for months um and so that year i decided i was going to do the 50 kind of like to honor her sort of fight for her life yeah
1: her strength Um, yeah
2: And, and I did my first 50 miler in the fall of 2007 and I absolutely loved the sport. It was just, I mean, it's, I feel like the marathon you get to, um, you like talk to God (laughs) for sure. (laughs) And without a doubt, when you do the 50, you see God. <laughs> okay. Yes. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> ha, I love it. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> and I, I used, In a, in a, in a previous uh, interview we had with uh, Jorge of grocery run club, he said that, he, you know, cause he's training for the marathon. He's like, okay, when I, I'm, you know, I'm only going to be running 20 miles. I was like, yeah, once you come go past 20, that's when you see God. So I'm glad this is, this is the newest updated version of that. I, I like it.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that's why I'm like, I, I really hope if I can get back to as healthy because I'm recovering from an injury. But mm-hmm. if I can get back to the healthy point, I really would love to run a hundred miler because yes. it's just, I just, I want to touch them.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yes. Talk go. to God. See it. God. Touch God. I love this. Is this is my That's new? That's my new mantra. <laughs> like, or at least something to live by, because that is exactly it. Is that you? You kind of break through something, and you. It does. Running is a spiritual experience 100%. because it's so much more than your body. Because we always talk about how it's like eighty percent that your mentality, and it's like in, in showing up, and it's yeah there's and that's what brings us back and makes us emotional about the running and actually connects us as runners so tightly mm-hmm. cuz our community is just different.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
0: definitely, definitely. And I
2: think the other part too is like you know the 50 is just another world but it's it's interesting because you come to that realization um that the it's beyond science at that point. Like there's not enough fuel at you get to a point to make up for the deficit of what your body needs to keep going forward. So you have to understand that something else comes into play. There's like right. the spiritual, like mind, like that, all of that comes into play because I I know that these gurus aren't serving me anymore because I, I'm past the point of them be able to, like, be, being yeah. able to absorb them in time to mm, do the yeah. job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so
0: yeah I did my um I did my 50k like like the the part that scared me in the moment was realizing how close I was getting to 26.2 and realizing I had to continue to go after that I was like what is this what is this going to be what is this gonna feel like like how is this gonna happen I think that's the point because Karen had never ran a marathon so that's also the point where You know, things got real for her as well. So it was just like it's just that those that those extra few miles to what's it four or five miles to get to that uh 31 31. miles Mm -hmm. is wild. wild. It's a whole nother like situation. Um, I do wanna ask you though, um, because I know we're coming up on your time limit, um, the pandemic marathon that you ran. Um, If I remember correctly, you mapped out your own personal marathon, unsupported marathon on the Southeast side of Chicago. Can you just give us a little information or recap about that? Like, you know, it was an inspiration. How did you map it? How was the process around creating that route for yourself?
2: Yeah. So I I wanted to create it in my my home. I'm like, this is a, you know, well, it was a bummer because that was supposed to be my 25th Chicago and actually was supposed to have like a big party. And like my family was planning all this stuff and then it never happened. But I want, I was like, here's this opportunity for me to actually do a marathon in my own neighborhood, in my own community. Like, you know, even though I'm on my own, like it's, it's okay. Um, But it's really interesting because it's like, you don't realize how you inspire or touch people. Like I had a childhood friend that lived across the street from me and and we stay in touch with Facebook here and there. But I had announced on Facebook that I was doing this marathon on my own. And she reached out to me and said, I'm going to crew you along the way. I'm like, I'm like, you realize this is like five hours of your morning. Right. And she's like, you know, tell me what you need. Like, send me a grocery list. I'm going to be there. And I I was just like, so touched because she and I, like, we're friends. We're friendly, but I I don't consider her to be close anymore. Um,
1: Right.
2: Right. That reignited that friendship in such a way that like, I had no idea like that, she was number one, paying attention. Like right. you know, yeah. You never three, know. That, like she was inspired, and she brought her daughter, who's who's like a, you know, high school athlete as well. Mm-hmm. She's doing really well. But she was like, I want her to see, you know, that what you, you can do on your own. And yeah. I'm like, oh my god, That's like Like I had no idea, but I did run it, and it was um, it was really cool because I had there were friends here and there that kind of like popped out of their houses to like wave and stuff. And it was really fun. And I, I'm really hoping that someday we can have a South Chicago marathon, um, and just like do it because we don't get to have anything like that in South Chicago. And I think people would in the, in the community would really support it. Um, just cause it's so, so positive and it's something that's inspiring, but it, it was yeah. hard. I'm not going to say it wasn't because it's hard when you don't have that crowd support, when you don't have like Mm. streets of people lined Mm. up and all the excitement and like the other runners running with you, kind of struggling, doing the same thing. You're just like in uh, in your own sort of like space. And that's a long time to be like on your own. It is.
0: That's real. Did you, uh, was it a loop or was it like.
2: Yeah, it was one big loop. Like it was. One
0: big loop. So how many Southside neighborhoods did you touch?
2: Um, I stayed in South Chicago east side. So that was it. It was how just, many loops then? Just one, one full one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So wait, I mean
0: wait. the whole Hold on. It's, it's not adding up for me.
2: <laughs> He's like, it's you had to come around at least yeah. once
0: or twice. <laughs> right. How did you do twenty six point two miles on the southeast side of Chicago? That's like a five mile situation. I'm not understanding.
1: Uh, up no. and down
2: streets? You, you, yeah. When you do the streets, I mean, when you do it, because I did have to run on um, in Steelworkers Park and on the steel mill land a little bit. So I kind of mm-hmm. went as far out east as I could, um, and then the furthest north I went was Seventy Fifth, mm-hmm. and then I came all the way back. And then because the south southeast end of the East Side is One Hundred Eighteenth Street.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. So-, so yeah, you you went through. Okay. So this is what I need. Then this is what I need from you. When you send us your three pictures for us to to put this on Instagram. I also need a a map, a map of this yeah, route. Okay.
2: I, I'm happy I, to share it.
0: Please do, because you went through some neighborhoods and I'm going to I'm gonna put that joint, I'm gonna print it out, put it in a manila folder and sign Dear Carrie.
1: <laughs> yeah, please sign right. Um, honestly, yeah. it. Right. honestly I'll add it to the Instagram post. <laughs>
2: For sure, for sure. I love
0: that. I love that. Well, you know, we would love to continue talking to you. I, I think you. I think when we said this, I uh, said you might have had a meeting after that, so I, I don't want to keep you longer. than we're supposed to have you. I have to um, be at
2: the dentist at one. <laughs> yeah, you got oh, things to oh.
0: do. Yeah, right, right, right. But, but I mean no, yeah. that you are like truly a, a inspiration. Thank you. I, I remember the first talks about I was, you
1: all the time. I mean. Oh.
0: True and true. Like I, I couldn't be here without you. I mean, the thing that really like you made the marathon approachable for me. Not only did you hire at Nike, but you made it approachable. You made it approachable when the first year I was working there, uh, the the store had a panel, and you were on it. I don't remember if you was moderating. You was on it, and I think there was two other was professional. It. Yeah, there was two professional other uh, professional athletes there. I think it was a, a panel full of women. And you were just talking about, you know, all of the the tips and tricks that you would do, like slicing the the um the 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 little sweat joints that you would put on your yeah. wrist and stuff and throwing salt tablets in there. I still do all that. You. <laughs> you still do that? I love that. I love that. But the way you talked about it, like it's just like and I, I don't think I've ever met this as a compliment before, but like you just was just uh, so regular. Like, he was a regular-ass person just up there talking about, like, yeah, like, just do this shit. Like, this mm-hmm. is how you do it. Like, <laughs> these are the things you can do. Like, figure it out. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I can do this, too.
1: Yeah. Um. Final question for you is, what advice do you have for runners um, looking to run several several marathons like yourself? And also, like, when do you feel... your your strongest?
2: Um, you know, my, I think my biggest advice is just, um, to find joy in the miles. I mean, I think, you know, there is a lot of pressure we put on ourselves to be better, faster, stronger, like, and it's competitive. Like that's the great thing about the sport is like, we all want to level up and do our own thing, but at the same time. It's, it can be a lot. Um, I know that when I was trying to break four hours, I got to a point I was really dreading to run because I'm like, I can't hit this milestone. I felt like I can't like I can't succeed at this. I'm failing. You know, it feels really like exhausting. Um, but sometimes it's important to take a step back and just, you know what? Just enjoy the mile, disconnect. Don't turn your headphones on every time. Don't turn your watch on every time. Yeah. go out and like enjoy. The, the gift that it is so like it mm-hmm. just some t- you know you just need those moments where you're just like I can do this and there are people that cannot you know mm-hmm. like and just kind of come to that moment where you just kind of like I'm just here to like hear myself breathe I'm here to see the grass I'm here to experience the sunrise I want to see the water and it's not about your time your pace your gear none of that like they, I think that's the biggest piece is just to like really take it in and it, just enjoy the miles and like, find the love of it, you know, wherever you can, however you can. Um, as far as like when I feel my strongest, that's a really tough question. Like I, um, I, I, it's interesting because like, I think when I'm triathloning and I'm doing training for marathon at the same time, I feel my strongest because I know um, the variety is giving me, uh, strength in every area,
1: yeah. but also
2: mentally too. Like, I don't, I actually don't really like the bike <laughs> if I'm being totally honest, <laughs> uh, just cause so many things can go wrong. But, um, you know, when, when I know that I can get over that, like hiccup of just like, I don't really want to do this, but I can, that like makes me mentally stronger, you know, to, to get over that. And so I think the triathlon change. Training along with marathon training is kind of like when I feel the strongest.
1: Love that. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you, you guys. Yes. I appreciate you having me. It was awesome to talk to you guys. I can't wait to like get to know you a little bit more, Courtney. Like I'm sure I'll see you around and we'll be connected in some way.
0: For sure. Love it, love it. Well, have a beautiful day, y'all. Too, Another round guys. of applause if you're at the crib, yeah. standing over <laughs> But Gabby Perez, okay, the Chicago's runners runner right here, okay? <laughs> you think
2: yeah. so, guys, um, we'll see you around, and um, yeah, yeah, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I don't know I, after hood post i' I'll be back,
1: okay. Sounds good.
0: It. Bye
2: all right, guys. bye
0: Boom, boom, all right, lovely. No, the inspiration
1: is at an all time high, yeah I think I think Gabby. Is like top two guests, and we've had a thing Mo on here.
0: Yeah, right, You're right. Yeah. Yes. yes, yes. I have yes, to have yes. her
1: back. I mean, the the inspiration, the insight, the experience is what I'm here for.
0: All right, like I, I feel like I need time to like process the entire conversation. Right. Um, she has a lot she has so much more to give like honestly like she could have gave us a hour episode if she didn't have a dentist appointment like, and <laughs> we could have continued to dive in so much because like she said we didn't even we didn't even talk about the ultra
1: we it was literally the tip of the iceberg
0: exactly exactly and uh um, we, when we got off like yeah, she is running this year's Chicago Marathon you will see her out there if you see us shout her out Gabby Perez let your family know what the name is um and it's 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 awesome i mean like this is definitely an episode i'm probably going to go back and listen to after this like drop because i normally oh, yeah. don't right but i'm i'm going back to, to... this one special
1: i mean she's yes. like you're you're like her number one fan i think
0: am i am i feel like you of, are because the way
1: be. that you be like gabby and the thing is i didn't realize that i mean once you started asking questions and she was talking about the marathon that COVID, like during COVID and stuff. I was like, Oh yeah. I remember Ian talking about this. I remember Ian telling me about this. You consistently bring up Gabby because she really is an inspiration to you. And honestly now like a really big inspiration to me. And like, I see, I see it. Like I, I'm a Stan as well.
0: Yeah. Like you can't help but stand for her. Like yeah, it's just, it's and the career I mean, like, aspect too, like... 2,000%. Like to 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 start, to start where cashier. she started in Nike, go all the way up to running Nike, running Bucktown, leave there, mm-hmm. go do something completely different outside of running. Like she alluded to it, but she didn't even say it specifically. Mm-hmm. And then to come back after all of this time to like, to like be at Egan because like Egan is a coveted spot. Like it's, it'd be people who are planning to be whatever kind of Ekin for years who've been working consistently for years. So, for her to come back and get that position and and specifically the running performance one, where she's like really involved with the running specialty stores, it's like, yeah, it is perfect for like that's where you go after your reign of running in this city and stuff like that. Like, that's where you go. It's like the council, you (laughs) feel me? So, it's, it's, it's perfect. I'm so happy for her. And I can't wait to continue seeing her journey because like she's not like when I, what I I was trying to like speak to when I was saying like she was just like regular. Like mm-hmm. when you see Gabby, like she look like the Gabby, like Auntie Gabby. Like she don't look like, you know, like super like, like an athlete's athlete, right? Because like mm-hmm. after all of this, what we're talking about, you would think like she was like cut up, you know, chiseled out you know got that stereotypical running you know physique and stuff like that but no like mm-hmm. she like a regular ass amazing strong woman that you mm-hmm. would just see in freaking mariano's you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying picking mm-hmm. out cucumbers you feel right. me? like you know like let's fucking go like That's she makes tight. me feel like i could do it <laughs>
1: You said cucumbers, and then my mind immediately went to pepino, and then it immediately went to crystal. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Shouts out, shouts out to the to uh, the lemon pop, uh, pepino. <laughs> Let's go, <sighs> queen. Um, yeah.
1: yeah, no, it's yeah, it's actually wild. I mean, that's that's our future self. That's I mean, that's what it is. We see our, our future selves in her, and yes. I think that's amazing. And like, this is our time, you know, for for us. And it's only gonna. It's just really amazing to see or to think ponder where we'll where we all in this community because we're all kind of growing together in age will be like yeah in in like 20 years right 30 years wonder
0: how many of us will still like i know people like live their lives and moving away doing all these things but like the people stay here i wonder how many of us will still know each other in like 10 years 15 20 years like even in this space or in this yeah. sport, like mm-hmm. who's going all the way through? <laughs> in Chicago specifically? Yeah. Like, okay. Like, like it, <laughs> I feel like, like, it's, like
1: Jorge, you, you and Jorge love Chicago like no one I've ever known. <laughs> I mean, Lucy too, but Jorge's the runner. So I'm going to just talk about him. But like, you know what I mean? Like y'all, you know, I feel like that's, that's my, I'm betting on that.
0: That's so what far. you bet on, no, just yeah. me and Jorge just. Closing out the scene on Chicago running in, like, 40 years. Yeah. The last, ones, the last one, we just zip up our recovery boost for the last time, Jorge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, and I'm just thinking, like, because if you give me more time, I definitely could come up with some other names. But, I, like, for sure, you and Jorge are Chicago all the way. You already know that. I love Chicago. I just have to say I, I love Chicago. I love the Midwest in general. I know Chicago pretends like it's not a part of the Midwest.
0: I mean it's to be a coastal city. It's a little different.
1: Excuse me, what? <laughs> what, what was that? You say what kind of coastal city?
0: We're a coast we're a coastal city. Oh, a coastal saying? city. Yeah, we, got, yeah, you, we have a we have a waterfront.
1: So all real. of but also the other there's you know, Lake Michigan's big. And then above that there's also Lake Superior. Like, like I was born the on a coastal on a, city.
0: Like L- no, you was born with like a lot of ponds. What? No. Lake Those Superior. Those are but lakes. Who? Who and be then, like, but, yo? Let's go spend Lake a weekend Superior, at Lake Superior. I'm pretty sure
1: is bigger than Lake Michigan. I'm pretty but sure. But
0: like, I don't, I don't know. And the then beaches, there's also are they lit?
1: Yeah, they're.
0: Do y'all had an Aaron water show at Lake Superior. Did they like come
1: there? Um, there's an Aaron water show. In, the thing. This is what I'm talking about. Chicagoans really believe like they're the only ones that have like the culture in the Midwest when ultimately it's just basically Midwest culture on steroids. So everything that Chicago has, like other than like the big, like, you know, all of the skyscrapers. Right. Because that's what the first one was in Chicago. Everything else can be found anywhere else in the Midwest, literally. And also like Cleveland is a coastal city. They used to be more popular. They got beaches in Cleveland? My nigga, have you heard of Lake Erie? Have you heard of the Great Lakes?
0: Yeah, but like, do they got beaches? Michigan is part
1: of the Great Lakes. And there are what, four or five of them motherfuckers? So it's like Lake Superior, Lake Michigan. I ain't never heard nobody like, yo,
0: let's go uh, to the and Cleveland. Let's go to Cleveland and like grab a hotel.
1: no, but the thing is, is yeah, Cleveland, but the Cleveland had its heyday. It used to be a, like an industrial city and it was actually like booming, right? It's where the Rockefellers are from, okay? They still have their mansion over there in Breton cross literally across a bridge from where my grandparents live. Don't disrespect, because I <laughs> do not disrespect me, my family, and the Midwest all at once. See, this not is why. this is This is the problem I have with Chicagoans, because they really think that they are the only ones they are the only ones who live in the area. I guess I need to
0: be educated. Nah, bruh.
1: Y'all think you was the only ones that have a lakefront scenery. And it's like, no. <laughs>
0: I've never I've never seen a body of water in any postcard from Cleveland, Minnesota, nowhere. I'm just saying.
1: So Minnesota up north, I mean, I'm talking Great Lakes. If you want to talk about Minneapolis, yeah. I grew up. Minnesota is a land of 10,000 lakes plus. So water, when I talk about water, like when I came to Chicago, I was a little underwhelmed, honestly, because y'all only have Lake Michigan basically. And, then, and, but, and that's like the thing. That's the biggest thing, y'all. Y'all be like, yeah, Lake Michigan Not is basically underwear. like, it's like the motherfucking ocean to y'all. And y'all be like, wow. And I'd be like, yo, so this is, a, y'all can only go up and down the lake. You can't go around that motherfucker. So...
0: Ah, it's like a mini ocean, I guess, Yeah. No, so for me,
1: I like, so in Minneapolis, I would go... I would be able to go through different neighborhoods and also go around the lakes within those neighborhoods. And that's something that for me has been amazing the disrespect right now when I'm just trying to share and expand y'all your knowledge of the fact that the Midwest because and also the weather is it's like it's the same it's literally like Chicago yes Chicago is a beautiful city and I love it I've given Chicago respect all seven like I love Chicago it's not that I'm not saying I don't I'm just saying like let's expand our, our understanding of like where Chicago sits and like the fact that you can literally everything is also everywhere else, like the air, water show thing. I, there's also like, the, it's a great <laughs> lake. There are it's other, there are other great lakes, and I named them, and I right. don't remember if there's four or five, but I know I'm missing right. one. But yeah. ultimately, it's just like you're,
0: you're just missing Huron.
1: I said Lake Huron, Lake Superior, you? Lake Erie, Lake Michigan,
0: Ontario. Lake Huron,
1: Lake Ontario. Yeah, that's five. Yeah. That's the fifth. So. Um,
0: yeah, you're right, facts, big facts. Big I'm facts. just saying, right, like, man, Chicago's to
1: other, great, but that's those... the other
0: cities that are adjacent to the other lakes. Y'all
1: be like, Wisconsin, who, but like, Chicago Minnesota is a coastal city, though. Y'all motherfuckers be like, Iowa, it's right next door.
0: You, Indiana, y'all, it's literally
1: right there. Ohio,
0: Indiana, come on, yeah, but like, you, like, but listen to what you name naming, though. Like,
1: but if it wasn't, so if Chicago didn't have skyscrapers, it would be just like all these other places.
0: But we, and that's but we the part them. that
1: y'all be salty about it's like yo you know it's the midwest it ain't just and, and the skyscrapers
0: it's like it's,
1: it's, it's the, food, the epic it's, this, it's, it's that. the center I get it. it's everything it's, the, it's everything but, in the midwest but let me tell you if you're on the coast Chicago is just a flyover state just like all the other midwest states
0: nah and that's, I disagree with that
1: and, and I'm I telling you this that. because I hear motherfuckers talk about it and I don't agree but even when you say Chicago, sometimes people be like, "Oh, I get the Midwest. Ew, like that's how people." And I, I love the Midwest. The Midwest is my heart. I grew up in the Midwest, and I'm like, don't I mean, respect, don't disrespect Chicago like that. It's, it's, ultimately,
0: it's a pecking order. I get it. It's a I get it's, to it, to it's get a from one water. place to the
1: other, it's to 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 some people who don't really fuck with the that whole Central America area. Chicago's another flyover state.
0: Yeah, it, it I, goes I, a long I,
1: way. Arkansas and Indiana.
0: I, I yeah, ill that's disgusting but I get how like people on the uh, on, on the east coast and the west coast might feel that way. Like I get it. I get it. They got the Pacific, they got the Atlantic, they got a whole little thing but like No, Chicago
1: different. has to a lot, lot of money come through. Because if it didn't it just wouldn't be as great as it is. Like it needs people like you and like Jorge and like Lucy and and all the other people who are like Chicago to the end because if it wasn't for y'all like it just wouldn't Chicago wouldn't be the same because otherwise then it it like you know what I mean because then the other people talking about Chicago and the Midwest then like y'all give the Midwest some respect you know what I mean no one to this day no one will ever give like Wisconsin respect Okay, Indiana respect but Chicago happy,
0: although it's like Illinois is also a the very that big wears the crown.
1: Yeah, I mean, Illinois is also a very big state.
0: It's a lot of wasted space,
1: <laughs> and everybody's like It's a
0: lot of wasted space. <laughs> next big, the next dopest I, I, city in Illinois is like Naperville, and it's like like an hour, like forty five minutes from Chicago. The rest of the state is just like like I really expected Springfield to be lit. Like I no. thought Springfield was gonna be dope, and then the I lit- went down.
1: The litest like, part is walking through Lincoln's old neighborhood. <laughs> Did you yeah. do that? Did you do that? DC's no. house? No,
0: I stayed it. house. Inside. That nigga
1: was rich. Why am I? Okay, I'm getting hyped. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people try to be like, yeah, because it's hilarious because I feel like people try to like, in history I feel like they're like, Lincoln came from you know, you know. Law um, cabin. He was, he lived in a law, like, you know, that's from what I got, that was a gist. that like, kind of stuck in my head and then I went to Springfield, Illinois and I was like, Okay, so was he born in a log cabin? And then because nah. I, I don't think he was born in Illinois. I think he was actually it's the land of Lincoln, but I think there's the birthplace of Lin- Lincoln is actually Indiana. I think so. But like the, the Indi- Illinois is where he became like Yeah. But it's like he was living nice and the people around him were not living as nice as he was living because it was like the houses around the house that he had are like a fourth of the size.
0: I think think that log cabin was a point in his life where he was staying in a log cabin with his best friend. I forget the name of the dude, but like, yeah, that was, that was, that was a time. Sometimes you got to leave the parents home. You end up in a log cabin sleeping in one bed with your best friend.
1: Yeah. But like, (laughs) yeah. So I, yeah, that was, I, yeah, I've been to Springfield all of one time and also was like, okay i've also seen a meme that says illinois is a suburb of chicago
0: this is true this is facts this is fact you called chicago a state like several times <laughs> yeah <laughs> chicago
1: you don't say you don't say illinois. chicago like you don't say illinois like people don't i mean people say it but people say chicago before they but, say illinois. but it
0: is the truth because major, like I, I think outside of springfield there's like three other cities in illinois but like three all, other
1: you're talking like major I, cities
0: no, like I don't well, I yeah, we can use major, but Early. like <laughs> it, you know what I'm saying? It's like Urbana.
1: Where is everyone else living? Oh there's my like god. Urbana,
0: there's like Springfield. I think if you go further south, there's some there's some there's like a lot of towns, but there's like smaller cities, like maybe on yeah. the southern end. Yeah. But like majority of like the level, like the places where people live are like all just like suburbs of Chicago. True. It's how I feel. But I mean I can look at a map, but like that's how I feel.
1: I, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other little A uh, town, I think is is a good word to say. Yeah, yeah. But you know what cracks me up about Illinois is that like if you see how far Illinois goes down, like
0: Southern the, Illinois is a completely different climate. It's a completely Southern different Illinois
1: place. is like the,
0: the yeah, it's to the south.
1: That's that's like the yeah. That's the <laughs> those people are not It's different. That is red.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Completely. Yeah, yeah.
1: Honestly, if you go like two hours out of like an hour of Chicago, it's red.
0: The minute you see cornfields, it's different. (laughs) It's different. It. But that's why. But that's what I'm saying. Like all of Illinois is literally like right outside of Chicago. Yeah. And then the rest of it is like corn.
1: Yeah, I mean a college. But to (laughs) my initial point, that's the whole Midwest. (laughs) that is the the same experience that i grew up with growing up in minneapolis where it was like i had you know a like was living in a city and then if you go anywhere outside of
0: it it's it's like what the fuck is this i honestly feel like we should classify wisconsin as a suburb
1: see um the people who live in madison and Milwaukee would get mad at you because it's, again, it's the little, them, it's the, it's the specifically. cities. Those specific little cities get mad. And by the way, one of them is on the water.
0: It, don't tell me it's Madison.
1: I can't remember. I just know that <laughs> one of them has water. And it's a, it's it's decent. You make me look. See, I see this. you. <laughs> I love people from Chicago. Honestly, I feel blessed that I was able to live in Chicago for so long and really be entrenched in the culture of Chicago because it really taught me a lot about just like pride and like how you need to just represent <laughs> where you're from. Cause I'm like, yes, let that shit no rub pride. off on me. Cause like, yeah. Cause it's like, especially now, like being in LA, I'm like, yeah, I'm from the middle. No one, a lot of people always say like, no one's actually from LA. I have a couple of friends who are actually from LA, but everyone is like transplant. Um, And I'm like, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I came from Chicago. And then I'd be like, or I'll be like, I'm originally from Minnesota. And it's just like, people don't know. People don't give a fuck. Like, I already know. And it's, but at the same time, as I say it proud as hell, and I just look at them straight in the fucking eye. And it's just like, (laughs) that's where I'm from.
0: Right. Exactly. This is
1: what you have right here. Okay. And it's like, I love Chicago and I love Minneapolis. I also love Duluth because that's where I was born. Okay. I love water because that's where I grew up. I didn't grow up with all this uh salt water ocean, you know what I mean? Like I grew <laughs> up around lakes.
0: Right, right. Y'all niggas out here swimming in seasoned water. Like what are we doing? Like...
1: Seasoned water, are we? <laughs> Some would probably argue that Lake Michigan is seasoned as well.
0: <laughs> nah, it's fresh. It's, it,
1: it, it, it's <laughs> fresh depending on what uh beach you go to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yo, shout out to Calumet Beach on the south side. It's one of the most beautiful beaches in the entire city. That's the don't one let side. them know, don't
1: that. know that. Don't right. don't tell them too much.
0: Let them know. Don't tell okay. them too much. Keep I'm that. i say it if
1: you want to keep it to yourself.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, listen, y'all. I've had a good time. I've enjoyed y'all. I need something to eat now, though.
1: You didn't even give an update, but that's cool.
0: What was my update? Oh, I didn't give an update. Nothing. That was your update. Oh, I mean, listen. It's it. it there's nothing happened. Nothing happened this week. You know what I'm saying? I spent the entire weekend waiting on Karen to come back from Boston because obviously, like, five days is a long time Uh to be away from my person. And uh, she arrived back, and I just spent the entire time that she's been back, you know, catching up. So um, (laughs) I've enjoyed that. and yeah, I mean, you know, we getting into it. I mean, this whole week has been very Karen-centered, you know what I'm saying, with her starting with the wind runners and everything. So, Woo. you know, just supporting her recovery, supporting her uh, getting out here running and doing all of these things and stuff like that has been my main focus. And uh, realizing that Toronto is less than 10 weeks away. And I believe I'm running it. Yeah, I think I'm Toronto running Marathon? Toronto Marathon. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> is it one of those situations where you can sign up? Are you signed up?
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's like a bib situation. You know, things are happening. You know, so a bit.
1: Yeah. Like you're get you're being given yeah. a bib from the yeah, yeah, yeah. Toronto fam.
0: You feel me? Shouts out, out to them. Shouts out to them. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's gonna be a whole weekend. The bridge runners coming out there. They doing like a whole little weekend situation. Um, so when is I this? Don't do this is October. The weekend of October sixteenth, I believe.
1: Oh, so after Chicago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You want to come? I mean, if might, it, are, you, are
1: you inviting me? Yeah,
0: we might have, yeah, we got an
1: Airbnb. I'll think about it.
0: I'll think about it. Oh. going <laughs> <laughs> no, be mad to say I'm like, oh yeah, uh, uh, two more, two more, bro, two more. He gonna be he gonna be mad because I also told them that we have a space limit because of our budget. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, to be honest though, I probably won't because Matthew's birthday is always the the weekend of the Chicago marathon and right. I need to make sure that we and like clearly yeah, and so I'll say no. And if I do come, I'll just figure it out. I feel like Matthew likes Toronto. He does love lo- he like loves Toronto. So maybe I can convince him to come and then we could just yeah. make it like a thing.
0: We, y'all should. Aaron loves Toronto too. I'm really excited to see Aaron in his natural habitat because I feel like she, <laughs> he's <laughs> obsessed with York.
1: Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Toronto and New York, like, is, That's his is his place. I'm really excited to see the things that he shows us while we're down there. Because we, we're going to be down there from the 13th through like that Thursday through Monday.
1: Mm, we're going to okay. be down there
0: for a while. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, we'll be there. You know, if you need a, need a spot, you know what I'm saying? Let us know. The hotel's okay. are lit though. the hotel I are know. Nice.
1: Yeah, last time we were there we stayed at the Shangri-La. It
0: was pretty Ooh. nice. What was that? Is mm-hmm. that is that kind of like the same vibes as uh uh what's the spot I went to in Chicago? What's the name of that spot? Oh, what's the name of the
1: spot? What are you talking about? <laughs> With the slide in the row? Oh, my God. Don't bring that up. Don't bring that up, bro.
2: <laughs> Don't
1: bring that up. Okay? Don't bring it up. We didn't have a slide in the room. You can keep it to yourself. The Shangri-La is cute, though. Also, uh, Toronto has really good Indian food. Or no, maybe that's yeah. London. That's definitely London. But I think... Okay. No, maybe it's Thai food.
0: Anyways. I think it's Caribbean. And that, too. Yeah. Also okay. in London.
1: I feel like London I- has a lot of those...
0: Aaron, Aaron did say like Toronto is the busting with the food. So I'm yeah. going down there ready to run in each. So I got like I got like low key ten weeks to get my passport and my miles up. So
1: expedite it because even if you get regular, it could take it will definitely take longer.
0: Yeah. Exped the expedite like eight to eleven weeks. So yeah, I'm, I'm expedited and probably still have to go down to the office like forty eight hours before I fly out. Potentially. Yeah. So I'm probably about to do that after we get our to Actually, fill out the application for it, uh-huh. and then uh, I think tickets are pretty cheap. They like two thirty-five right now, two fifty. So, buy me and my base some tickets, okay. and buy. Okay, all right, all right, all
1: right. Okay, well, that's another
0: episode. Know. Yeah, this is a, this is my update. It's been mad chill. It's been it's been a mad chill week. I'm running
1: HTC next week, but you know.
0: Oh, I know. I don't want to talk about it too much. I want, like, a full recap. We got to figure out who's going to be our guest. You feel me? Oh, I think, don't expect a podcast next week. Like, we won't be here.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, this will come out in, like,
0: will this come the out week you might after.
1: I can, I mean, we can put it out if we if we want to. Yeah.
0: We got it. We got uh, yeah. yeah. Either they can miss us for a week or we could just put out an episode. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Whatever. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But, yeah. I, can't I might queue
1: it up and then just have it out. Ready to go.
0: Let's go. You should go live from the podcast. From, you should like take a minute to go live from the podcast Instagram. Oh, you got HTC. Oh, think I can
1: think about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Think mm-hmm. About it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was finna. I was, before we go, I was, I was going fuck up yesterday. I was finna do something out of thirst. I was just a little too eager uh-huh. because, like, I posted on my story that, oh, I, I need, like, how can I become the announcer for HCC?
1: Yep. And then I remember,
0: uh, uh, somebody said in my DMs, like, hey, yo, you know, they announced a sick.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So sick. I was like, oh, d- they might be looking for somebody last minute. I'm like, I didn't call their office, they ACC office. I Wait. found like a couple personal Instagrams for like the, yeah. the marketing director, the program director. Like, I, I didn't be, I didn't request them to let me be their friends because they pages are private. Oh, All shit. of this, right? And so then the person who told me that they were six sends me the post. I was like, well, where you hit that from? And so they send me the post. The announcer has cancer. Oh, my God. Right. So I'm like, okay. And thank God you asked that question and you waited, okay, because you was definitely about to go in here mad and sensitive. Um, but then also, like, they probably already knew. So they probably scheduled a replacement. Well. Well, in advance. This isn't like he caught COVID or he just got sick. Like, my man has cancer. I hope he, you know, pulls through, everything goes well. He's able to return next year. Right. But in saying that, I will now be approaching this in a more professional way and letting him know I, I am available. I will be sending you regular updated resumes <laughs> as I get more and more events.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like, like, do they need a co-host? Also, it's like if I meet them, <laughs> I'm gonna say this out loud because I think it's hilarious. Matt was like, he's like, "Do you talk to the HTC people?" And I was like, "No, I've just been talking to Nike, you know, because Nike sponsors it." And he's like, "You need to ask them if we can uh, rebrand their, or, like, help them rebrand or elevate their brand." Because he's like, because <laughs> if you go on their Instagram, right. it's like, it's like, uh, I'm not gonna say it's trash, but it's not the best. Facts. It's Facts. not the best. And I'm like, Facts. you're right, babe. You're right. Way to think of it that way. You know, I'm like, I got you. So I'm gonna be going in there with two objectives when I meet who is ever from HGC. Like, one, let's elevate your brand. Two, I think me and my co-host, Ian, I think we should be the ones to host it next year.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. We can elevate this. We can put this in like a whole, you know, uh, social media platforms. Like we can really turn this into a spectacle. I like the word spectacle. I think people who plan events love the word spectacle. Spectacle.
1: It'll be (laughs) magnificent. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs>
0: listen. There we go. Shout so out to Matthew for seeing the opportunity Let's every time go. he's
1: just like, We need to elevate the. Like, what is they doing? Mm-hmm.
0: Hey. Hey, listen, I I found the person you would probably need to speak to. I just requested them on Instagram. Send the profile over. I can send the profile over. Say less.
1: Okay, great.
0: (laughs) Gumbo Media to
1: the rescue.
0: Yeah. Look, I think the the I think it's a woman and I think she recently just got engaged. So that's how
1: congratulations (laughs) to her. I found them. (laughs) okay all right okay well so that there we go there we have it another episode of the runners club podcast like i started this episode like subscribe share rate us okay
0: five stars five stars
1: five stars and um Tell us your thoughts. Tell us what what favorite parts of the podcast kind of piqued your your interest and stuff like that. So we love to hear it. We love to see that you're listening to it. We love love the laughs. We love the commentary.
0: Two thousand percent, y'all. Y'all have a good one. Peace.